0: Of course, a programming consultant is going to make this point right up front. This is totally true, what you're about to hear. Great programmers, great programming minds generate revenue. That's what we do. They know how to design great station architecture, play the right music, coach on air talent, and get attention for their brand or brands. Maybe even more importantly, They know how to utilize content to create occasions of listening and lengthen those occasions of listening daily. Welcome to the Radio Rally on the Clubhouse app. We do this every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. What you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing stories from an amazing radio pro right now and uncovering the path forward in radio. My name is Lloyd Ford, and I'm with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. We help local broadcasters make more money by being an affordable programming partner who can fully develop the right position for your local brand or brands, We coach your morning talent and other talents, design and execute station architecture, sound familiar, provide weekly music updates and even produce your daily music logs if you need it. We provide excellent voice trackers when needed, sales and promotional ideas that move the revenue needle and a lot more. We're confidential and market exclusive for radio. got a problem, got a question, got Something that uh, just bothers you about your local radio market, you can reach out uh, for a free consultation at any time. F O R D at RainmakerPathway.com. Today's live event is a podcast, it will be a podcast episode tonight. The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast is the one you're looking for, and it, this particular episode will be available soon after the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events at JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. Now, meet our guests live on Clubhouse or you can subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss a thing. We have two podcasts you can check out. Uh, And a big archive for both the Encouragers Innovation and Audio podcast and the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Both are available right now on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. What in the world is going to happen on this event right now? April 4th, 2022, Rob Roberts is the branding and programming dude for KONO FM, K-O-N-O and KSMG Magic in San Antonio, Texas. He's the Director of Branding and Programming at Cox Communications. There's good reason for that. Before we get started with him, I want to share a couple of quick things with you. Number one, next week on Monday on the radio rally, we have a very special treat, Tony Garcia. Name sound familiar? Well, he's kind of a... He's kind of that background guy that has a lot of power and a lot of influence. He's the founder of Global Media Services and the co-founder of Now Media. He's attached to some pretty significant personalities. We're gonna learn all about him and about how he sees the radio world next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Did you know that we also encourage radio sellers, sales managers, and market managers too? April the 14th, we're launching our next Uh, radio sales exclusive live event. It's our Q2 event that will be free on your smartphone for market managers, sales managers, and local radio sellers. We are calling it Getting Higher Sales in a crowded market now and it it comes at a really great time for most sellers this event will feature our sales consultant alec drake from drake media group in dallas and listen to this both dave deutsch who is the president of midwest family And Brian Maloney, who's the vice president of Capital Broadcasting, these are two really, really top flight experts at developing revenue. They're doing it right now in their markets for their cluster, for their radio brands, and for their company. And look at this, they're going to help you by sharing with you how you can directly boost your Q2 and being 2022 revenue on April 14th. Who could use more revenue? 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific uh, on the Clubhouse app. And of course, it'll become a podcast episode right after that. We do have special guest every single week on the Radio Rally. You can see our full guest calendar all the way into Lord Almighty. We're booking June right now. It's in our free blog section at RainmakerPathway.com. By the way, that's where you can all also get encouragement for on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series and more encouragement for local radio sellers with our encouraging sales success series as well as free resources for anyone in radio or audio today we do not lock away anything on our site the way some consultants do that's because we believe in this theory of abundance you want to know about it call me and ask me it'll be great so Go to rainmakerpathway.com anytime, see what you can get for free from our team. Please do follow the people on the stage tonight at this event, look around the room to see people that you might want to connect with as well tonight. We are here to encourage your broadcast career and we do promote networking with others in our industry regularly. Today's guest Rob Roberts is the branding and programming uh, I don't know if it's VP or um, he's the dude at K-O-N-O, Kono FM and KSMG FM in San Antonio, Texas. Listen to to this about Rob. Rob is a broadcast professional with the knowledge to get top ratings and then turning that into sales revenue. Rob works with multi-million dollar companies And, of course, he partners to amplify successes across the country. He's done this for a long time. He's a team leader focusing on a positive environment, bringing out the best in his people. I believe you're going to hear hear that all throughout this conversation we're going to have because you just have to talk to him for a minute. You'll see how positive he is. He has taken rookies in our business with no or almost no media experience who today are living their own legacy in New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, and other major markets. How does this happen? Ratings and revenue driven by a great team effort is what Rob does. Rob, Welcome to the Encouragers and the Radio Rally. How are you, sir? I am fine. Thank you for having me here. It's our pleasure. You know, I always like to start uh, by asking radio pros about the beginning. How did you get your start in radio? How did that happen for you?
1: The, the um, uh, well, it's it's a way that can't you know couldn't happen anymore because we can't let people do this. But uh, I was living in Greenville, Mississippi, and I used to um, listen to, uh, on an old radio, I would listen to WLS every night and uh, during the day I would listen to WHPQ in Memphis, WMPS in Memphis, uh, uh, and uh, Bill Tanner on WJDX, mm. and I was just, you know, surrounded by really great radio and right. It was, I just, I had this desire to be in radio. My dad would walk into my bedroom. I'm sitting in front of the radio, listening to John Records Landecker, trying to, you know, boogie drag boogie jack. Bo-, I mean, just, you know, really, I mean, it's, it's, I'm lucky he didn't lock me up. Um, but he, he was, uh, my dad was a minister. He was going down to one of the local radio stations and um, cutting commercials for the church there. And he just. Said to me one day, you know, on this next, 10th grade, he said, You know, I bet if you just went down there and said, Hey, I'll work for free, I bet they'd teach you how to do this radio thing. So I did that the next day on my, you know, my Schwinn varsity pedal down there, um, told them that, and they said, Okay, you know, your first job is to load the Cokes in the Coke machine wash the van on Thursdays, uh, and then pull the records for the guys and do the, you know, just basically all the make work around the radio station. Oh, yeah. This is Greenville, Mississippi. um, Showed up after school one day. I got there about 3.30, and they said, hey, the guy that does afternoons, um, he quit today. You're on at 4. I'm like, wait, what?
0: Just (laughs) like that.
1: It was, I mean, it was that unceremonious well let's go
0: let's go back to your dad for a minute did you just alert us all that you are a pk
1: i am a pk and it's uh it's in one way it trained me to uh, i mean it's it's my dad was a wandering spirit he would uh, change churches about every you know couple of years Uh, i didn't go to the same school two years in a row Uh, until I was in the 10th grade, which is also, you know, fortunately, when I started radio. Um, And in a way that prepared me for radio because I discovered the things that make you really cool in Houston, Texas, will get your ass kicked in Greenville, Mississippi. (laughs) I don't walk into any radio station and go, hey, you know what I did in Miami? We should do this. It's, It's the first thing I do is try to, you know, get a feel for the vibe of the city, um, understand, you know, the, the history of the radio station, the history of the, the competition and try to understand that it's not just the, I mean, I've got, you know, manila f- folders full of promos. And um, so I, I found, <laughs> the other day I found almost 500 pieces of copy I had written um, in, in, during one of the moves from, I think, from D.C. to when I came down here, I found the uh, uh, my old Albuquerque promos, everything I had written there. And I was like, I thought it was brilliant until I read it, you know, 20 years later. And then I was like, good Lord. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's curious
0: that you said that about walking into a new radio station. Guy Napoleon and I were having a conversation about our, what we feel like is our unique approach to things, you know, and it is always pretty much what you just described, that thing of trying to figure out, okay, how does this work? How does this market work? How are things different here, right? Let, let, let's go back to, no, your dad was a preacher. Your mom? Right. Uh,
1: yeah. Mom was just, uh, she She took care of uh, she took care of my dad. That was the- So she, she had was, the hard job. She, oh, well, yeah, took care of us and, you know, the three kids, um, and that's, you know, and, and again, keep in mind, you know, from a, preparing for a radio thing, moving every couple of years, um, You know, it, it was um, sort of like being in the army when, you know, when I'll tell people how hey, so much I've moved, that, you know, the first question is, were you in the military? And then it becomes, and so I say, you know, oh, preacher's kid. And they're like, oh, you know, knowingly, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you it, know, because, because of
0: my dad, I did. A radio in California I did radio in Georgia and I did radio in Texas all before I left his house yeah so and, and he worked for the government but had a similar kind of thing where he moved so we we obviously moved and that was the thing it sounds like your parents were really supportive of the radio thing especially your dad right
1: um, they wanted me to work in television, which I did that for a while. And this is, you know, again, this is, you know, go back to the mid-70s. Everybody talks about the glory days of mom and pop radio. Uh, I remember the glory days of mom and pop radio as our checks bouncing. Uh, oh, nobody yeah. had uh, There are, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and go, uh, you know, everything was wonderful then and everything's horrible now. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's changing, it's evolving um and you either make a decision to change and evolve with it or complain on social media or know, go do that. something else right yeah there's you know i mean it's a. Uh, I I am in no way saying that there haven't been really good people you know lose their jobs you know unfairly absolutely okay. absolutely That's Uh, And and I I never want to sound heartless to that. Um, But it's a, you know, you have to be flexible and you have to be, you know, looking for creative ways. And it's it's just sort of that opportunity you know as i said at the start you, the way i got into radio you can't get into radio that way anymore it just it just doesn't work we can't let people come in unless maybe you're working in a greenville mississippi and you know it's, it's so small uh nobody cares uh but you know for a major corporation you know we, we still have uh opportunities i know at cmg um they really push us to um Find people to, you know, bring up through the ranks and promote and, um, you know, create opportunities for people. So, you know, the the opportunities are there, Um, you know, certainly not as many as there once were. But I'm not sure that I I, I would go further and say
0: that today we're looking for talent that has some different talents than we might have in the past. Yeah. including you know, all the social and the the there's more dimensions to this job than ever before
1: you know right before social media hit i mean i, I remember i mean it was <laughs> it was one direction uh was my first introduction of social media when it was um uh we were on a it was a cumulus top 40 call and it was like is anybody else getting tons of requests for one direction, everybody's like, Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. We can't believe all these calls. And that was the first time that I've seen listeners take music discovery into their own hands and go, we're gonna, you know, this is important to us. And, you know, eventually find out it's Columbia, call Columbia, they're like, "Yeah, we're two weeks away from releasing single, or, you know, even having something available. So, you know, it's, um, there's, and and I think ever since then there's been a constant changing dynamic of um, of music discovery. You know, certainly Spotify. Well, look, you know, look, we are
0: going to get into that. I want to go back with you. You know, we always okay. like to we always like to lay the groundwork first, and and the picture about you is becoming clearer. So I'm going to lay this down. Texas Tech University, Lubbock Christian University, Speech okay. Communication. Uh, what were you after in your education, and how
1: has it helped you in your career? Here's what I did. So I was coming out of coming out of Greenville, and what I wanted to find was a a city. It wasn't even so much the school; it was the city. I wanted a city large enough that would have some um, some impact. Just you know, sort of, uh, it was you know a real city, um, right? Not so large. That they would laugh at me when I said, Yes, I have experience in Screenville, Mississippi. And because if you, know, you walk into Dallas, I mean, they don't even care about Love, they don't care, you know, like, yeah, well, yeah, well. No, right. And I was not good at that point. But walking into, you know, to Love, Texas, I was working the next week and I worked all the way through, uh, you know, in radio and television, all the way through uh, my college days and you know when you're making you know back in 70 you know 79 80 when you're making 100 dollars a week you are you know you <laughs> man i was the man so <laughs> you know, it's uh, uh you know unfortunately those jobs still i think a lot of times pay a hundred dollars a week but yeah
0: right in, that's I did, right uh, I did the
1: weekends and i did uh i was the filling guy you know so um, you know, beginning of my second year, when everybody else was going home for Christmas, that I stayed, you know, in Lubbock because mm. that was that was my chance to work. You know, two or three weeks, you know, do middays and do afternoons and do nights, and you know, work through there. So
0: sometimes I think I got it. I had it really fortunate because starting in my the middle of my freshman year in high school, I worked forty five hours a week. And and by the way, this is on both coasts as the full-time top 40 night jock in our town. So two different towns. Very fortunate that that actually happened. So listen, when you first got into the radio business... What was your career ambition? Did you want to do mornings? Did you want to program? Did you want to be the super jock? What was going on with you, Rob? I,
1: I can tell. I wanted to be Rick Dees or Bill Tanner or you know John reckham Landecker. But mornings, absolutely. I mean, I, I learned early on that the coolest guy in the radio station was the morning, uh, the morning guy. And I got that opportunity in Lubbock about, you know. Uh, probably a year or so after I graduated from college, and with a uh, with a sparkling C average, by the way. Um, of course, <laughs> my, my mom said, "Right, but like my senior year, she's like, you realize you have to have a two to graduate, right?" I was like, "Mom, relax, it's going to be like a two point one. You're we're yeah. cool." Whoa. <laughs> um, we, uh, I, I just totally blanked. Um, was, no, no, <laughs> you're saying I got this. <laughs> I'm going to have the minimum. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, the the whole idea was um, so in moving into mornings. What I discovered is I couldn't wake up at 4:30 in the morning and function. I mean, it's it's a um, I mean, I would be driving the car at night and it was like I was narcoleptic. I was just out. And I don't mean sort of like, oh, I'm dozing off. I mean, gone. And um, after about three months of that, uh, I went, you know what? I'm going to be a program director. Um, And so, you know, with that, my number one rule of working with the morning show is one tell them that I can't do mornings. And I wanted to... And so I'm going to live vicariously through them, but at no point will I ever use the words, you know, what I would have done is dot, that dot, because what I would have done is I'd still be in bed when they're, you know, when they're doing whatever brilliance. Bob, I think that had to be a huge
0: help to you and to the morning shows that you've coached.
1: It's, you know, it, it's a, um, I'm, really, you know, I'm, I'm like the other, uh, we did a morning show boot camp with all of our morning shows in San Antonio this week. And Tracy Johnson was uh, one of our guys. Who oh, nice. For 30 minutes. And when we got done, one of, my, one of my, my morning guy looked over at me and he goes, I felt like I was kind of listening to Rob on some of that stuff. And I was like, <laughs> you need to understand that is me parroting Tracy, not Tracy parroting Rob. Don't, don't even be confused, you know, on how that works. But, you know, I think there are basic foundations and principles um, that you're working on. One of them is understand how hard it is to be funny at 6.05 in the morning. Um, you know, it, it, to actually be awake and be alert. Um, you know, the that, that morning shows, I mean, the number of times that I've used these words when I'm trying to get my morning show to do something they don't want to do, Um, or I think it might not be right, is to remind them that their bonuses and my bonuses are tied together. Like, I make more money. When you make more money, you make less money. I make less money. We are truly in this together. And it's a, you know, when people feel like you're not playing games with them, when it's not a, uh, when you understand that it's their career, um, you, you take their job seriously and their success matters. Yeah, um, a line I use all the time. I'm not doing this, you know. I got your back because I'm Gandhi, or that I'm, you know, really. It's like I think you will have my back if you feel like I have your back. I mean, it's it's like it's, um, you know, let's protect each other. You know, through and, this process.
0: You know, I'm not sure that that morning show talents always know that that's really the essential truth in the programmer morning show relationship, or it should be, you know.
1: You know, but, it, it's, I, I think there are too many programmers that feel like, you know, they, they've they been beaten up in air checks and they think that's how you're supposed to do it. And, you know, they use the hotline like a weapon. Yeah. Um, that's you know it's i mean look here you know here's the simple philosophy on hotlines i never use the hotline ever ever uh if i have to pick up the hotline that's an admission of failure on my part i've put somebody in a situation that they weren't ready for i didn't prep them properly if i hotline somebody i am super apologetic because i have you know i have failed that person that also comes from i've never received a hotline phone call when i was a jock on the air that I performed better after that, without exception. I was, you know, my, my show just, you know, ordered into the ground immediately because- Well no, wait. You know,
0: look, this is equivalent to being on Broadway and having the director storm out in the middle of your performance and do something with you. That is yeah. not going to go well.
1: Yeah, it's just, it, it, it's a, um, you know, what we, do, you know, first of all, everybody in radio is crazy. And I mean that in affection. Kind of crazy thing but you know we're all crazy and we're all twitch and we all are waiting for the hotline to ring or we're waiting for uh you know i mean i swear every time i do my key card and the thing it doesn't work i'm like oh crap you know they <laughs>
0: guess so, what today so, is
1: yeah I know, you know, guess what today is it's your last day at work uh, right. the um so you know i i think it's important um not to coddle talent but you know, to understand that, you know, you're in this together and that they understand it and get it.
0: And No, Rob, I th- I think what you're saying is it's important to establish that relationship with them, that they, that you value them and that you are working for them to try to help them. If you can establish that, I think yeah, there's a lot of things you can do with the talent under those circumstances, right?
1: Well, it was uh, there was something I'm trying to I was trying to get our morning show uh, to do. Um, over the last few weeks, and you know, it, it's one of those begrudgingly, and you know, we had some evidence that it was working last week, and you know, I sat there and I was like, guys, you know, like I'm asking you to do this, but I want to remind you of something. You know, we've been doing this for two and a half years now. How many things have I asked you to do that haven't worked? So now I'll sit here and wait. So I'll give you a minute to, you know, this is not a pop quiz. To let's, you know, like, what have I asked you to do that hasn't worked? Right. And it was sort of like you know, the silence stretched out. It was like, that's you know that's really my point. And I'm not saying that to go, oh, we have to do everything Rob says because most of the stuff we've done is collaborative. It isn't like I'm saying, know, yeah, here's what we're gonna do. But on those very right. few occasions that it is a you know a directive, we're gonna do this. It's it's because I am 99% sure of two things. Number one, it's an effective concept, and number two, you can pull it off.
0: Well, and, and look, you and I have both been in situations with a talent where it does take that programmer to say, look, I hope I've earned the opportunity for us to go, let's do this. How long can we do this so that you can see yourself that this works? Right. Right. Absolutely. All right. So listen, it, it sounds like you. It sounds like this next question for me is gonna be really interesting because I can already tell that you're somebody who values others' opinions uh, and values advice. Have you had a mentor or mentors along the way in this business? If so, can you share maybe one story about how somebody in our business probably changed your life?
1: Um, You know, there's, there's two, you know, the aforementioned Lee Randall who changed me uh, in so many ways, taught me lessons that I never would have been successful without. And uh, th- th- I had very little natural talent when it came to programming or being money talent, you know, for the short time that I was doing that. So, almost everything that I've I have uh, developed over the years has been, you know, copied, borrowed, stolen, uh, you know, all of those. But um, I uh, I have to really tip my hat to uh, David Ross, who was our market manager in, um, in Miami. And he, w- I was hired from, it's, it's a con- little bit of a convoluted tale, but I ended up going from doing an oldies radio station in Albuquerque, New Mexico, to, um, to you know, I was hired there to go uh, program Waxy in the first major market, LMA, uh, in Miami, so Albuquerque huh. to Miami. I'm just, I'm like, you know, okay. I'm already the luckiest guy in the world. Who there's you know. a leader. but yeah, I, I was, I was beside myself, and it was because very few people knew how to actually program uh, oldies at that time. And that would have been ninety, the end of ninety-one, early ninety-two. Mm-hmm. But David Ross, being the forward-thinking man that he was. Had already gone. This guy's entire background is in top forty, and through the conversation, he was thinking, "I can have, you know, Rob could also do Y100, but he gets, you know, like a ninety-day rev-up time to this thing, see if he's ready for this and can understand it and handle it, and mm-hmm. um, just, you know, again, being the happiest guy in the world, you know, that gig, I was, you know, I, I was." <laughs> Um, I, I gave the Y100 morning show a couple of ideas just in passing, and you know they were like, "Oh my God, that's you know those are those are great ideas." And I'm just like, I'm just playing radio, you know. I mean, this is things that I heard John Records Landecker do or that I heard Tanner do. I'm passing along as my own thoughts, um, and. So then, ninety days into that gig, David walks into the control room. Of course, I'm reading the newspaper with my feet propped up on the on the desk, and he says, um, uh, "Rob, I'm going to have one program director over waxy and y Y100. It's not going to be Frank. Are you interested in the job?" And I'm like, "I'm waiting for the you know the the uh, prank to be you know d- displayed. What you know what's going on here?" And he's able, I was like, okay, so he's waiting for an answer. And I said, well, yes, of course, obviously. Yeah. Goes, all right, right. We'll uh, meet you tomorrow at noon over at Bud Wreckers across the street. We'll do the deal. He walks out. And I'm like, what what's happened? And um, so then I went for, you know, I mean, uh, Y100 was a 2 2. Uh, I, I took over the next book, it went to a 4 4. And, you know, all of a sudden I go from who the heck is this Rob Roberts guy doing oldies in Albuquerque to Y100 to all of a sudden I'm on the cover of Network 40 and FMQB. And, Plus, your market um, manager knows
0: some things, how to read people.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, and, and I mean, un, it, it, I mean, you know, I feel like I'm that guy that caught a ball at the uh, <laughs> I caught a foul ball at the Major League Baseball game and the manager goes, sign that kid up uh you know that that's really the only way i can explain it um oh and also in the process of that hurricane andrew hit Uh, of course that was my (laughs) welcome to miami while we're we're my wife and uh you know two sons are you know going through a hurricane with a little townhouse uh uh all all of these things happening but you know i was the the, uh uh i don't i think this was it was it, it uh, it, he hadn't done that yet, but I was the first person back in the building along with him. David and I got there almost exactly the same time. Uh, and that's one of those things that uh, it, it impressed him, I think, just to see that. It's, it's sort of the uh, uh, in watching the, uh, the Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Iovine, um, uh, Dr. Dre. That was on HBO, their documentary, where on Easter Sunday they called Jimmy at his home. John Lennon called Jimmy at his home and said, Hey, I need you in the studio right now. He's like, No way I can get there, no how, no chance. Isn't gonna happen. My whole family's here. My mom says I can't leave. There's no way I can get there. So 15 minutes later, my mom is driving me over to the studio and, <laughs> and he goes, From that moment on, John Lennon never recorded, went into a recording studio without me. It goes. It was just, it was a bet to see if I would show up or not. And That's I feel cool. like that was sort of my Jimmy Iveen moment of, uh, you know, the right thing at the right time. I showed up first after the hurricane. And that by moved the way, me.
0: If you just started listening, or you just started paying attention when we introduced a hurricane to this uh, episode, I'm just gonna say that Rob Roberts is with us and we are talking about programming and morning talent and, and how you build a career and the lucky things that happen along the way. And he just introduced, by the way, the university of, if you're stealing from me, you're stealing twice, which some of us have been to and gotten our PhD in. Uh, Rob, are you a big believer in networking, and let me be specific. If somebody's challenged in this area, and earlier you talked about that being not a person that wants to go out and always be talking or whatever, uh, being that introvert, how do you recommend, if somebody's challenged in the area of networking, how do you recommend that they see networking differently for their career?
1: You know, one of the I think one of the best things, and Lori Lewis and I have had many <laughs> conversations about this because we both uh, we have we have a bit of anxiety when it comes to dealing with people, um, and so there, there's usually wine involved. Uh, so he has a, anxiety? Yeah, I yeah, oh yeah. I mean, well, it's the we can suck it up. And like, you know, if we're at, you know, the Worldwide Radio Summit or whatever it is that we're doing, suck it up and go out there and mingle for, you know, pick a time period, an hour, 90 minutes. But then it's back to the room, close the door, breathe heavily, relax, sit down, try to calm down uh, and um, just, you know, just kind of get a grip. And it's sometimes it's the if i can tell you the number of times i sat there for 5 10 15 minutes at my hotel door waiting you know it was going okay rob come on just just walk outside just just go just just step there nobody's going to hit you no, you can go stand in the corner. I'm not. I'm not. You know. You. Can, this is but so, have to this is go so amazing to me, and I think
0: it's important to stop here for just a minute and say, you know, there's a saying, and the saying is, you never know what people are carrying with them. I would never think this of you. I certainly wouldn't think it of her. <laughs> you know, yeah. and yet here, here's this great revelation. You know,
1: it, it is. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I say this all the time. If you're in radio, you're damaged uh in some way and you know it's it manifests itself in different ways and you know we have to come up with our ways that we um uh that we work around it and work through it and it's uh you know network there's nothing nothing in this business more important than networking uh and that's because it really is who you know and who you can connect with and it's a the the most important part of that is um, don't expect something for nothing. Um, and, and I'll say this, and I'll and I'll feel, sound and feel a little bit like an a hole doing this. But if you just randomly send to me an air check you know, an MP3 and go hey, I'm right. here, I, I'm not. I, I mean, it's it's you know today I was. 30 45 minutes behind all day long. I was running, you know. And by the time I, you know, got, I me, <laughs> mean, but my wife goes like, I mean, she goes, Rob, it's it's five forty-six. You need to get upstairs. You need to, you know, come on, we got to go. It's like I know, I know, I, I know. I'm going, and it's you have to bring something to the to the game. You have to. You know come up with a steal you know monitor the competition and you know m- make some observations do some uh, do do some points because it's just make an it's, impression yeah it, it's a um there was i remember there was a time i was out of work for about six months and it was. I was angry because I was fired, and everybody that I talked to, man, I was brandishing my axe and grinding my knife and nice. <laughs> uh, I was, funny. and at five months, I was like, "I am doing everything wrong." And I used to know this. I can't believe I'm doing this. So completely backed up, changed changed my philosophy. It's like, all right, I've got to be the happiest guy in the world. Came up with a couple of, um, you know, sticky promotions to help get me. One of them was, I swear to this, got me the job. Um, I called the, uh, the GM's assistant. I said, if I send you a dozen roses, will you wear one of these buttons that says vote Rob Roberts for cool 105 PD? She goes, dozen roses? I said, yes, ma'am. They will be on your desk tomorrow. I said, overnight overnight me the button. When the roses arrive, I will put it on. And so, you know, I got a call like a week later, um, guy named Bob Zero Westy uh, says, Rob, I want to fly you to Denver, we're gonna talk about you coming in and programming it cool. I was like, oh great. So I'm there, get in the car from the airport, and he says, Okay, I got one question. He's like, Yes, sir. He goes, how did you get my assistant to wear that button? <laughs> Dozen of roses, man. They were sitting there You're and incredible. he was like, Wow, she don't she won't do anything for anybody. I don't, I don't know how you did that. I was like, I just told you. I All so, so
0: I wanna share something with you while we're on this subject that I did not learn until I was in my mid 40s and I'm probably giving myself a few years, okay? Because because we're not all as smart as you, okay? So I'm just, I'm just going to say it to you this way. For years and years and years, I, and I still keep a list of things that I know are true. There's about seven things on the list, okay? And one of them for years and years and years was, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. And I thought that was the truth. And then I learned that it was a lie. And here's how i learned it. It's how you learn everything. The truth is when you have been telling a lie forever and ever and ever that you think is the truth, the first time you hear what is the truth, the thing you've been telling just gets destroyed. So here's the truth. It's not who you know. It's who knows you, yeah. which which directly speaks to the principle of what you just said about networking, which is don't just send something, do something to get noticed. It's not about you knowing who Scott Shannon is or who what Brian Phillips is or name somebody else, right? It's not about that. It's about them knowing who you are and caring about who you are. So, listen, I think that you had to love Q100 in Atlanta. If you didn't, you did something wrong. What what did you like about Atlanta, and what did you enjoy most about Q100? Uh,
1: You know, if you, you know, the start, middle, and end of Q100 is the bird show. Uh, When I got there, uh, you know, Q100 was an underperforming radio station, quirky little top 40 with a pretty good morning show and i i am always very quick to say this and underline it in emphasis i am in no way responsible for the uh, uh for the brilliance of bert and his uh, uh Kristen and the other, the other people from there uh, i am uh, their work ethic is unbelievable the amount of time they put in from their producers to behind the scenes it is absolutely amazing but the thing I did for that show is provide um, the levers and the you know here's how we're going to promote this show here's here's the things you need to do to tell a story the right way here's the you know it's just it's just the little um, leverages up you know for the show and they took all of those things and and ran with them my my one I had one directive. Uh, for, you know, we were talking about what Tim and Steve told me. I had one directive when I came to work for Cumulus, straight from the lips of Lou Dickey. And he said, Rob, you need to make Bert love Cumulus. I was like, got it. So on okay. our first, very first meeting, um, I sat down with him and I said, "He was." they were playing three to four songs an hour. And I said, "Bert, you're better than any song I can give you. He said you can play a song if you want to but if you want to play zero songs i am fine with that and he looked at me and he was like there were a lot of things i expected today i did not expect to hear that and i was like dude i'm just telling you that i think the music is holding you back and you just you know like and you know it then it went into you know over the you know it was um I need you to, uh, I'm, I'm going to promote your morning show 175, well, more than that. I'm going to give you 170 live mentions. Thank the you. We're going to have, um, you know, then two two recorded mentions by you an hour promoting, you know, tune in at 7.15 Monday morning for the, you know, we're going to talk about whatever. And it was, I said, all I need in return for that, I need one break from you, just one, li- quick thing talking about what we're going to be doing in the afternoon. And he was like, that's fair. And so if I didn't have that thing for him to do, he would call me six o'clock in the morning. Hey, man, I don't have my my afternoon, <laughs> my afternoon plug that I need to was do. was alerting you that he was working harder
0: than you, yeah. Rob.
1: Yeah, which was, I, I mean, it was like there was, ne- what am I supposed to do? yell at him for bothering, you know, bothering my beauty sleep? Absolutely or... not. And by the way, for programmers
0: who are listening to this now or especially in the podcast, you just heard a great tutorial about how to promote on the air a morning show that you believe in very very critical so listen how different is it to program in washington dc we hear things right how would you describe programming in washington different from san antonio or different from atlanta or anywhere
1: else um washington washington is a here's the different thing about washington and i discovered it pretty quickly um everybody in washington dc and that's you know i'm using the term everybody loosely but still um everybody thinks they have the most important job in the world. They are saving the world or, you know, keeping it from, you know, the Democrats killing everybody or the Republicans killing every, whatever it is, the most important job in the world. So it's really hard to engage them with, um, another 50 minutes of uninterrupted music, commercial music. They're not going to buy into that. You have to really engage on an emotional level. And it was, um, Shortly after we knocked, uh, when mixed, when we knocked um, uh, Fresh FM out of the format, um, I was having uh, a coffee with Tommy from The Tommy Show, and he said, you know what I really think it is that you guys did that won? I was like, no, but tell me, because I'll make a note of it. And he said... <laughs> it's like it's all those snarky liners that you do like you know you guys always would have these liners that are like you know uh, making fun of you know psls or uh, you know it, it's whatever is going you know every hallmark holiday um you know i mean saint patrick's day and uh, valentine's day and stuff i've got you know a, a, a library of 25 to 30 sweepers that run that are just focused on that day uh you know i mean christmas New, christmas eve right. Friday, thanksgiving whatever i mean like, i've got something I he goes it was every time i turned the radio on i would get angry because i'm going why don't why don't our station doing these things I'm like, well, mm-hmm. boy, most of it does it's really hard work that's and, right <laughs> you've gotta you're constantly having to update uh, things which really became—I mean, you know, like one of the trickiest things I've ever dealt with was um, during the pandemic. All of a sudden, like my uh, all of my St. Patrick's Day sweepers didn't make sense. Oh my God! Uh, yes. Nobody was out, there. and so it's like everything is you know, getting reevaluated and doing this. But DC is just—I—I I, uh, I honestly thought DC was going to be my last job, especially when we you know we knocked fresh out of the format. We had more billing in January than we had in the first quarter of the preceding year. Uh, and, uh, you know, Valentine's Day, they let us know they were selling the radio station. I will say, um, Cumulus was very, very kind to me. I can't say enough good things. They, uh, uh, you know, we had really basically had 90 days uh, advanced notice. they paid out, uh, you know, paid out my severance in that process. So I had um, a nice long landing strip. Uh, uh, to come in there. So, uh, it's no well, Go ahead.
0: Let's talk about you and the luck thing because you have risen, it seems anywhere that you've been planted in this business. And I know that I just made the impossible observation for you. Do you like a variety of situations and challenges? What in the world is it that drives you, Rob?
1: Uh, you know, <laughs> that's part of it is, you know, what's, what's, what's interesting. I mean, it was, I say this, Get. Up till Albuquerque, I feel like I was always the smartest PD in the in the room, you know, in in, in the market. When I got That's to Miami. Fine. I really realized I wasn't even in the top ten. I mean, it's like whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Where was this that you realized you were not in the top ten?
1: In Miami, when I went from Albuquerque to Miami, I went from oh, I'm so smart to like, I, I how are they even? Le-? I mean, I expected to get fired every day, and I mean, you know. Like, we were about earlier, they, you know, everybody can think that, but I was like, and so I just, you know, I sort of shifted my philosophy to, well, I can't do anything about you know, my IQ, but I can't outwork them. And so that just became the mantra of, uh, you know, if, if I can't, you know, if I, if I can't baffle them with my BS, I better, you know, just just get in there and dig that ditch as hard as I can every day and it's, well, a, it's amazing I, in our business how
0: you can outwork the crap out of some people
1: That's it's it's you know it, i'm always surprised uh, you know at at i i <laughs> i hesitantly say how easy that is sometimes if you're like just really willing to work better. oh you know like a story, you know a story that that kind of kicked this off for me um my wife's a fort worth native so when we'd go visit her family, uh, you know, from Lubbock, I'd listen usually to KBIL. That was where I, I loved Ron Chapman. Nice. Oh yeah, nice. oh yeah. But I was there one day, and they were doing, uh, you know, a pair of tickets around the world, and they had a different promo every hour. I know, because I listened for like tw- every promo, different. You know, we we can talk about Japan. We're going to go. And in my head, I was always like, I'm going to do that one day. I'm going to do a different promo for every hour for the Disney, And it's a, it's, it's like, how hard are you, do- you know, we're doing the standard, um, um, you, you know, the collective national contest right now, Win a thousand dollars, text the keyword, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But only all of our promos and all of our sweepers, everything coordinates, not to, you know, five times a day, or, you know, it, we only talk about your next chance to win. Now, no, that requires about, there's about 45 promos and liners and sweepers to coordinate all of that, but have to have run at a certain it. time, that have to get, I mean, pain in the butt. But I think that is a key part of what's important about a collective. When you say, you know, I mean, I mean you know, it, it, it's just, it's more any chance you have to focus people to a specific time, any time that you can, um, make it easier for people to understand, uh, you know, you have to take advantage of that. And, you know, we now have, you know, you a, um, Lloyd, did you, did you spin records at any point in your career? You bet. <laughs> okay. So you know, we've gone, you and I have gone from records to the whole things on computers and, you know, we can, and so sometimes it's harder to make the computer do That's those right. things wouldn't be if we were just writing the liner cards and putting them in there and hey read the a read the b read the c yeah. um, you have to set all these things up so there's you know just sometimes just doing things that um are right and you know are you know it makes it easier for the listeners to play along with the game or to ignore it or right. if they're along mentally you give them that opportunity and you know to engage in something that's you know just a little bit different and that's you know i mean if i hear somebody else doing something and i think that's a great idea i try to come up with a way i I don't i try never to steal straight up um but it's like okay you know i mean if i hear something in dallas i can't pull that and drop that right into san antonio but i probably 90 percent of it and and then it's like what's that you know what's the um, you know the gordita difference, or you know what's what's different in San Antonio, or what's if you're in New Mexico, what's the green chili that you're adding? That's right. Uh, you know, well, listen. And, and-
0: the first time that I realized, I've, for years and years and years in my programmer career, I thought I'm I'm working just to keep up with other people. I just want to be as good as I can be, and I'm working so hard. And not until I took a job. At AmericaList, which was doing telemarketing, direct mail, and all this. I started working with all these programmers. Did I realize that I was not alone, but pretty close to alone in how hard I worked? Yeah. And it's scary when that happens. Listen, you oversaw all the hot AC stations for Cumulus Media. Did you like having challenges in a wide variety of places all at the same time?
1: You know, there, here's here's the thing, and it's you, you know, you, and everybody when they're dealing with radio stations, um, get multiple stations has this issue. I mean, I remember I was talking to um, this is a two part answer. Um, Mark Chase and uh, Gene Romano basically had you know all of the time. I think it was still Clear Channel but Mark had everything east of the Mississippi and Gene had everything west of the Mississippi.
0: Oh, right, and right.
1: It was like 600 radio stations. And I, I thought, dude, how do you over, tell me, how do you oversee 600 radio stations? And he goes, Rob, it's just a question of who I'm going to ignore today. I was like, keep going, and, and? And he goes, look, here's the deal. I get a call from Rob Roberts, I know, first of all, he's thought about the problem a lot and he's probably got a couple of solutions and he wants to know A or B. You know, what, what do you think I do? I get a call from Des Moines, no offense to Des Moines, and they're going to, I have no idea what that is, but it's going to be a time suck and I'm going to lose four hours on something that really doesn't matter that much. And I go, so it. Like I said, it's just a question every day of who I'm going to ignore. And, you know, part of that is you have to go, and look at you know there's times you just have to tell people uh, there's a guy that's no longer with cumulus who was um you know playing games with the music and you know once i found that out it was like all right man you know it's it's (laughs) short short time for you here but also those opportunities that you have with people where you see um uh you see brilliance or you see you know I will tell I will tell you one thing, and I think this is an absolute, and I, and I'm truly heartbroken that I see so many radio stations uh, these days doing, you know, group ads or everybody's going to play this record or whatever. Yeah. Um, then, you know, I used when I was at Cumulus, I saw you know there were seven or eight radio stations. I saw all the research every week. There was never a week where all of those radio stations should have been playing the same powers. Never it never happened yeah in washington new york the list is not the same it shouldn't be the same listen Um, somebody
0: somebody like you or somebody like me we know that that is a bigger problem than people think it is it that is going to create no no that is creating problems
1: yeah it's got and it, it takes away the um you know, it was, uh, I'm trying to think, I think it was in the D.C. Corruption is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it We were in D.C. and my wife and I are going somewhere. And uh, She looked over at me and said, I'm assuming she looked at me and I said, um, she goes, so you took over scheduling the music, didn't you? I was like, <laughs> how, how did you know that? She goes, I could hear it. I could tell
0: and i was like well,
1: yeah I, I i did that so by the, way, by the way kono
0: specifically sounds pretty damn great is that format should- easy for you or i should ask is any format easy
1: um, you know, I I love classic hits, and I love hot AC, and I love top forty. We've got to, you know, all three of those are here's. Oh, okay, so here's the, here's the secret sauce in Rob Roberts. This will tell you more about Rob that you need to know, uh, but it explains why I've always worked in female targeted radio stations. Um, I was getting ready to graduate, and uh, I took one of these tests that was like a hundred dollars um, you know, through the school and it was, uh, an aptitude test and, you know, it would come back and it would tell you who's who the jobs that you were most, uh, who, people who responded to those questions in the same way that you did. And it was like everything from, you know, doctor, lawyer, to Indian chief, by the way, so I can say Indian chief because I'm, uh, I am part Choctaw. No. So exactly. You're covered. Uh, yeah, for real. Uh, anyway, the, um, but so I get my I get my results back. And it's uh, the, my four top score. And oh, but, but the questions are things like if you start digging a ditch, do you dig all the way to the ground, you know, to as low as you need and then dig across? Do you dig, you know, shallow all the way through the hole? Do you do, you know, if you jump out of an airplane, do you pull the ripcord right away? Do you pull it halfway down? Do you pull it? Uh, right before you would die, you know. For who, you know, do you? Who wants to live forever? It's like, you know, I mean, it was just there was no right answer. You're just kidding me. So, I get my uh, I get my results back, and it's female lawyer, female doctor, female chamber of commerce president, female mortician. Well, those are my four. It burned <laughs> in my brain because I'm sitting here reading. It, everybody's like, oh, I'm and I'm going like. I gotta go up and ask this guy, you know, the question I go, like, have I missed my calling in life? Am I supposed to be gay? Except I didn't say gay because at that point, I don't think that word was a functional thing. but. You know i i was i was lost i had no idea and he goes no you know you're what it is is you know you're probably very empathetic do you cry at movies you know, i do not shut up i don't cry so uh so what and, we're learning
0: here is you're really you do well with people who have meters
1: who are female morticians yep that's right well just just females in general i uh, i general. have a i i you know i discovered Shortly after that, there's this the thing called female and male targeted radio stations, and I was like, yeah. "I'm going to work at female targeted radio stations." And when I think about a promotion, I'm going to go, "Would I like that promotion or not?" And chances are, I, you know, my my gut is pretty good on you know my my inclinations on whether the promotion would work, whether the song would work. You know, I mean, like you know anybody else on music, I've got a I I've got certain genres of music. I'm really good. I've got certain genres of music that I can't hear for anything. Um, and it's a learn to tell the difference. Never believe anybody that says they pick all the hits. Thank uh, you. They, they lie. Uh, they don't they, know they, what they're
0: talking about when they do yeah. that. Yeah. They pick, so they, let's, they, let's, they, forget, they forget the songs that they missed on. That's uh, exactly right. Like, like yeah. uh, casino gamblers. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you know, I win every time. Oh my God, yeah. I'm so good at this. So yeah. let's let's talk about the hardest thing that there is. Let's talk about the future. The business has changed, uh, but from what I've seen, the business has always changed. Still, yeah. when talking about the future, everybody sees things a bit differently. Can you share with us your vision for the
1: future of radio? Um, I think it is going to be uh, more important that you, a word I learned about, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, you have got to be panformatic formatic in um, whatever it is that you do. You need to have multiple format. If you're just, I'm a country programmer, well, you may not be long, you know, for this business you need to be country and rock and pop and and part of that is you don't have to be an expert but you need to know what what's out there and what's available and what's a you need to be able to look at whether it's music master or selector or whatever you need to be able to look at a at a radio station uh, or a playlist in Media Base or BDS, be able to tell is this guy successful or you know is are they not are they not doing well? You know how many you know what what's the correct number of songs in a library? And which, by the way, little hint: the smaller the number, the better the radio station. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> a little yeah. hint for
1: you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a freebie, but it's, it's yeah. an absolute. It, it's a, there's a line, Lou uh, um, Lupinella was the first one that I used, uh, heard of it, I, would, I adapted it. He, w- he was, uh, great pitchers give the impression of throwing a strike. And I believe strongly in the impression of your radio station playing variety. You do not actually want to play variety. Well, no, wait, anything.
0: wait, 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 wait! You know the yeah. definite. Do you know the true definition of variety? <laughs>
1: My three it's, favorite song.
0: It's the song that I want to hear all the time right now. Yep, yeah. yeah. that's it. Al- also, <laughs> also, yeah. when I start working with a client and I ask, "Well, how, how many songs are you playing?" and they go fourteen hundred, I go, "Nope." <laughs> and they go, "No, no, I am." And I go, "Nope." and they go no i know what's in the library and i go listen listen to me very carefully there are not 1400 songs there are not 1400 that that just that's not correct (laughs) so tell us where does this take us in the future fewer songs
1: yeah uh it's it's fewer songs more opportunities for fewer people and you have to be willing to show up to work every day uh there are um the the other and and, you know i think this is so important i talked about this in our in our um, uh, boot camp meeting you have to have specific goals and it's not enough to have specific goals you need to write them down and put them somewhere where you see them every day you know the bottom of your computer screen or your bathroom uh, uh, your bathroom mirror And it's a, um, maybe the single most important thing to having a successful career, but also to doing the things you want to accomplish is constantly reminding your brain that you, um, you you know, and mine was, you know, when I was in Albuquerque, it was, I wanted to be a major market programmer. And I defined that further by uh, a city that had two sports teams in it. and it was i had it in about six places in my um i think and so every opportunity that came up that i felt gave me um the chance to you know make a jump like the one to miami um uh, you know and I, I mean there were i mean what you know a thousand people that wanted that job of course i mean it was you know i mean but i i, I wouldn't say i'm the one that wanted it the most but i think i might have been the one that worked the smartest for it. Well, as-
0: I want to I go back for a minute about the future of radio, and I want to give you an opportunity here um, because we'll get, you know, we will get complaints as you probably are aware that we just told everybody to play fewer songs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, I look, I want to say something that is uh, adjacent to this, which is the future of radio for me also involves really great personalities and showcasing those personalities
1: yep yeah uh you know it as radio gets you know there are radio stations right now radio companies that are actively adding a um, a second personality into afternoon drive that's right uh, i think we're going to see more and more of that coming because that really is radio's unique calling card, um, the ability not only to do the, you know, play the songs and do the stuff, but have really interesting perspectives on things that happen. It's not enough anymore to say, uh, hey, did you see Will Smith, um, you know, slap Chris Rock last night? Here's another uh, yeah. what's your unique take on that? And I, you know, it's, it's, I call it the variation on a water cooler talk. Your job is to supply something for that guy who's trying to think of something to that cute guy or yeah. girl. Talk to
0: that, that's right. And please, please don't pre-promote that you're yeah. going to tell everybody in 15 minutes what happened at the Oscars last night with Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. No, no need to do that. Just- everybody, everybody knows. Rob, I, I, we only have a few more minutes with you. I hope you'll stick around for some potential questions from the audience. Does that sound okay to you? No problem. Listen, get more resources uh, to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the blog at rainmakerpathway.com anytime. And of course, we are here to encourage pros at all levels. Don't forget to save the date, April 14th, 2022, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. That is getting higher sales now in a crowded market. It comes at a great time. This event will feature sales consultant Alec Drake from Drake Media Group in Dallas and Dave Deutsch, president of Midwest Family, and Brian Maloney, who is the vice president of Capital Broadcasting. These are on the ground experts developing revenue for their company, their cluster, their radio stations, inside their markets. Right now, they're going to share tips with you on how to directly boost your Q2 and remaining 2022 revenue. Uh, if you're interested in that, April 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We do give people the opportunity to raise their hand. There's a way you can do that right here on the app. And there's something else too, which we've started inviting people either in advance or at the time of the uh, live event to give us questions through the IM platform here on the Clubhouse app. And Rob, I got a couple of questions for you uh, right now. Uh, The first one is, if you were not programming a radio station, this is an interesting question, what do you think you might like to attempt, Rob?
1: When I was uh, right after the DC thing fell apart, I was offered a job as executive vice president of sales for a credit union in Atlanta that I had worked with, Uh, and I was like, you guys really don't know how bad I am at math and money and <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know about banking. And they said, we can teach you all of that stuff. And by the way, this is a company that I had worked a lot with uh, when I was down there in terms of um, helping them get, you know, dialed into millennials and, you know, their advertising. Ah, they uh, knew something about and, you. Yeah, it was. And they were like, we need, you know, how uh, Capital One is turning their waiting rooms into coffee shops. We need somebody that's going to do something like that for us. We need somebody that can come up with ideas and do these things. And it was really, um, it was an interesting, yeah, uh, it, it was flattering. I mean, I, I was like, ooh, I, I could work for a bank. That would be, <laughs> that would piss off my teachers. And the one that I ever had. Uh, but it was, I eventually uh, turned down the opportunity because, Um, and this is going to sound stupid, but it's so radio, it's just too real, not to be true. Um, the, uh, while I was considering this, the Republic rep showed up and said, Rob, you're one of, uh, six people who gets to hear the entire Taylor Swift new single. And we're going to tell you who the feature is on it. Uh, this project's coming out. I was like, when does the project come out? And it's like June, June 6th. And in my head, I go. I'm not going to be involved in a Taylor Swift project. Not that Taylor make, not that Taylor cares in the slightest, but I care. And it right. was like I'm used to being on the other side of the velvet rope. I don't want to not be able to go to a Taylor oh, Swift show and come oh, late. Oh, dude, late. That, that banking thing's a whole different deal. Yeah, it's a, it was uh, it was uh, exciting, but I don't know. You know, I, I had uh, somebody that I was talking to the other day, and they were saying. Um, I don't know what I, you know, if I ever lost my job, I don't know what I do because all I've done is radio. And I was like, whoa, 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 said um, said, so you, all you've done is radio. So all you are is an expert on marketing. All you are is an expert on yeah. music. All you are is an expert on what San Antonio is interested in. All you are is an expert on, you know, one-on-one relationships, but also one on multiple people relationships, you know, social mut- uh, social media, you're a wizard at it. Um, you know, I said, now tell me again how you've only done radio and that's all you can do. And you're like, know, oh, oh. Interesting.
0: I, I, I think our people don't give themselves credit for all the things that we're ambidextrous in some ways. Listen, so, in,
1: in so many ways.
0: Listen, <laughs> we do try to keep things to about an hour. The thing that I've learned today is that I might need to send you flowers <laughs> to get you – to call Bert or text Bert and ask him to be on this live broadcast in our podcast. (laughs) Mm, Just saying, I'm not sure, but that might be the path. I do want to thank you for for hanging out with us. I want to thank you for joining us every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, for the Radio Rally. Remember, if you know somebody you would like to hear as a guest on the Radio Rally, like Bert, uh, email me, (laughs) F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We do hope that you have a great week. Listen, we say this all the time. Rainmaker Bay. I'm on the radio rally too. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. You have trouble understanding what that is. You want to know what it is that I mean by that? Call me up. I'd be glad to have that conversation with you. We want to thank our very special guest for this live event and podcast, Rob Roberts, who is a great programmer. And by the way, that is uh, the definition of that is somebody who generates revenue. And we always want to make that point when we have a great programmer on with us. A very special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers the Radio Rally podcast, which should be available uh, very rapidly here, uh, if I know Joe the way I do. And thanks to JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast. Please do encourage and share the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers on audio. Subscribe free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere that you can get your podcast. Remember this, if you don't remember anything else that you heard tonight, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the radio rally and the encouragers. And of course, good night.